0: Hip hop shit. Doctor D R E Rose and J. Let's get 'em. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row with the awards. Number one for the last twenty years. If you real motherfucker scream cheers, motherfucker scream cheers.
1: Yeah. And it is what it is. Welcome back to another episode of the Three Kings Podcast. It's your unfriendly neighborhood podcast providing news, politics, and opinions with a uh, hip hop flair to it. I'm your gracious host, T Serve. So, welcome back, guys. Uh, I want to introduce you guys to uh, my uh, two very distinguished co hosts. Let's start off with uh, first off, we have in the house, Uh, he's a man you've probably recently seen on the uh, latest Black China video. It's Black (laughs) Rob, ladies and gentlemen.
2: How you doing, sir? Good. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good, man. Yeah. Cheers. Lahain. <laughs> Lahain.
1: Yeah, man. So, what are you up to?
2: Oh, I'm just I'm very, very relaxed right now, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, you got I'll a drink t- in I, your hand. You seem pretty relaxed. I, well, you know what? I'm too
2: much relaxed for the show. <laughs> I need, I need to crank up, man. <laughs> <laughs> early in the Turn day, up. Turn early, up. Earlier oh. today, I was doing some meditation. Man, so. oh. <laughs> oh,
3: really? I see He's in a zen mode He's in a
1: zen mode, man
2: I need to be in a savage mode for the show
1: Word up That's why I'm on this rum right now We'll talk some Trump That'll get you in a savage mode Oh, you know it Yeah, pretty much So, I also want to introduce you guys to uh, my other uh, very distinguished co-host He is the man, the myth, the legend
3: It's T-Black, ladies and gentlemen Yeah, 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 yeah What's going on? going on, T-Black? Hey, man, I'm here, man, just chilling, ready for, you know, another great podcast, you know? That's what's up. That's all we do around here. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? 3 <laughs> KP. But, yo, giving Trump too much shine, man, we need to, like, cut back on that. So I got an acronym. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's going to okay. be a good one. I think this is a good one. It'd be a first, but, all okay, right. go ahead. No, I have plenty. Fucking hate <laughs> that's, over there. But anyway. Very debatable. Yo. No, okay. But listen, we're not going to call him Trump on the show anymore. We're going to call him BAT. B-A-T Bitch ass Trump There you go <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh,
1: <laughs> Didn't you already have That's not a new acronym
3: yeah, and that's, that's what we're referring to Man We're giving too much shine Bat, bat. He's a bitch ass Motherfucker <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Boom Two oh out boy. of three agree Oh boy All right, okay. You know what? See, he just likes using that. I'm going to call him C SPAN Serve over (laughs) here and shit. Just stop hitting the. Forget the crickets. We're rocking with that It's all good. You know what's funny? Keep hitting it. Keep going. Okay, all right.
1: I can do that. he I mean, just won't
3: show up
2: He is the editor in chief
1: yeah, I, mean, he, he, I mean If you want this podcast To be five seconds That's fine too I can just really. hit it On all, all podcasts Then all. hey
3: Then we can head on out Might as well just head out to- I'll see <laughs> you guys next week you know That's episode 18 Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> It'll be like Five minutes people But we we'll got a hell of a lot Of listens bro. Yeah <laughs>
1: you Five you, minutes Are we you, on them now And you want to cut down The podcast That's, that's one
3: way to cut it down Oh man <laughs> Oh shit So I'm gonna call him the bat man i'm not even gonna refer to his name because the amount of bullshit he's on i don't even want to give him shine no light anymore he's a bitch-ass motherfucker man but
2: i refer to him as trump man just so the listeners know
3: yeah i hope well shit i hope we don't have them kind of listeners where they don't even understand who the fuck he is i mean but you never know so yeah. True. But I'm still calling him B.A.T. So you know what he is. I've given y'all two times, and I'm going reintroduce, to reintroduce that acronym. It's here. It's alive. It's going to come out of T. Black's mouth. B.A.T. Uh-uh.
1: You're welcome, America. <laughs> You're welcome. So what have you guys been up to this week? What's, what, what's, been, what's going on? I've actually just been
2: chilling. Uh, I thought we were going to go out tonight. I was like, I'm chill. Uh, <laughs> save up my energy, but... <laughs> The acronym King. <laughs> he fucked the energy up. It's the AK. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Um, we'll know. see. I mean, you
3: know, we, I haven't made a definitive decision on that. You know what I'm saying? Man, we'll see. That doesn't
2: sound good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's never good. But, yo, check this out, though. Uh, you know, I told you I'd been watching too much TV, so I decided to start reading.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a uh, minute. <laughs> really? <laughs>
2: yeah. So, um, Well, I started listening to an audiobook. That okay. I want to recommend. makes. That makes I want to recommend to you guys, man. You know Trevor Noah on yeah. the Daily Show. His book, oh, his autobiography. Right? Autobiography. It's is, good. It's good, man.
1: You know Lupita's supposed to play uh, his mother in the, yeah. the movie.
2: Story of his mom is deep. Really? Wow. Yeah. They went through some shit in South Africa. Yeah, man. they did. It's yeah, called
1: that. Born a Crime or born something. Born a Crime. Yeah. Because okay. when he
2: was born, he was still apar- apartheid, and uh, it was a crime right. for, mm-hmm. him, for him to be born. Mm-hmm. So he tells all these, all these stories about. His childhood and, you know, well into adulthood in South Africa.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then he uses those stories to, you know, um, give a broader um, perspective on um, race relations and everything in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It's a great book, man.
3: Okay. Hey, man, check that out. Okay.
2: It's an awesome book. And some of the stories are fucking hilarious. Really? Man. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I am gonna tell you all one quick story. <laughs> okay. So he had a homeboy named Hitler, right?
0: <laughs> For some reason, what, sounds, what a name. That already what a sounds name. crazy. For
2: some reason, because the educational system in South Africa, they were not really taught the context of Hitler, right? Gotcha. They just knew he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people, you know, would name their kids after like Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. even though he was a monster, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So, Donald Trump. The <laughs> okay. name was named Hitler. And then went to a Jewish. Uh, after apartheid You know They were doing like Culture things To try to bring Cultures together yeah. so,
1: so the guy's the guy's name Was actually Hitler His name Hitler Holy shit So okay. they had a dance troupe And a DJ
2: He was a DJ And they had a dance troupe So they went to The Jewish school And they had like You know Like traditional African dance They had like White dance Whatever And they had Their crew Representing hip hop Because mm-hmm. he was a DJ mm-hmm. So when they started dancing Hitler was the best dancer So all of them were like Go Hitler Go Hitler Go Hitler <laughs> Go Hitler God damn In a Jewish school Like all Jewish They got their yamakas and shit yeah, Like they like, so you go can imagine It was like
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: It
2: was like <laughs>
3: They were like Uh Wait a minute. Uh,
2: That shit had me die, man. So it's kind of stories like that that he tells and then expounds on on the meaning of and why things like that happen.
3: That's (laughs) kind of crazy. He has a lot of irony. Yeah, I've watched a little TV too, man. Netflix got this really cool documentary called, um, I'm sorry, Netflix Original Series Mm -hmm. um, Dirty Money it's a pretty good okay. yeah it's a pretty good one man they're talking about just all the corrupt shit from money laundering you know just uh, different you know money scandals that's hap- that have happened mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's yeah. pretty cool you know what I mean like they documented Um, one of the big ones was the um, whole HSBC HSBC scandal And essentially What that was Was money laundering For the Mexican cartel um, So that was pretty deep You know what I mean Okay so yeah, Is it a series one. Hmm? It's a series yeah. Okay, so Netflix, really? yeah So it's pretty cool So check that one out If y'all haven't heard about it Net um, Netflix Dirty Money Okay yeah. Yeah, I've seen the that's- trailer for that But yeah It looks it looks really good Yeah it's real good I like it Okay I'm yep. definitely on that And Coach Snoop too Shout out Snoop man Coach Snoop is a pretty good um, Netflix joint too Oh yeah, yeah Shout out Snoop I
2: saw, I saw that Um yeah, but I haven't checked it out I just saw it, like, recommended Yeah, and that's pretty Coach cool Coach
3: Snoop Coach yeah. Snoop, yeah Shout
1: out Snoop Alright, that's what's up Are y'all niggas out of Atlanta yet? <sighs> no. I didn't didn't watch the first episode okay. all right. I know Okay, but I all niggas fucking up I know, man yeah, I I know. Know. That's, how, that's how, how was it? it? Was it good? It was good, it was good It was good So, I mean, Rob, you have um, YouTube TV So you can, like, go back and watch, like, all the old episodes oh, Yeah, yeah. They, have, right. they have all those on there I'm gonna check but, it out tomorrow. Yeah, I was watching uh, a couple of episodes. This shit is so fucking funny. It's so good. It's really good. So, yeah, I highly recommend uh, watching that. So, yeah. okay. so you guys cool. uh ready to get into these mathematics? Let's do it. Sure. It's
0: mathematics. Mighty most depth. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'll revolve around science. What? what are we talking about here? Mighty most
2: depth.
1: It's simple mathematics. That's right, Simple Mathematics, where we talk about the uh, news events going on around the country and around the world. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on, um, a lot of NRA stuff, gun legislation stuff. So, uh, recently the uh, National Rifle Association, NRA, and President Trump uh, held a meeting to discuss gun proposals in the wake of uh, the mass shooting at uh, a Florida High School uh during the bipartisan meeting uh trump said guns should be taken away from dangerous individuals even if it violates due process rights and suggested lawmakers remove a concealed carry measure from a bipartisan background checks bill uh the measure uh, which would allow concealed weapons uh, to be carried over state lines is a top nra priority uh also in florida uh, two House and Senate committees advanced legislation on, on Tuesday to create a new statewide program to put armed teachers in classrooms uh, over the vocal opposition of teachers, parents, and many Parkland residents. What do you guys think about uh, what's going on uh, when it comes to uh, gun legislation?
3: God damn! They love uh, the Second Amendment rights, huh? <laughs> That's the only amendment that matters in the Constitution. It's a price for freedom. I know, right? Price for freedom. Price for freedom. Maya. Shut up. Um, You know,
2: this is just a tactic that uh, the NRA is using uh, Because they don't want to address the real problem Which is guns Availability of guns And Mm -hmm. especially assault rifles So they're like uh, The problem for uh, The solution to combat gun problem is more guns
1: It's always a solution Mm -hmm.
2: It's always a solution Mm -hmm. You know the whole good guy with a gun, blah 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 nonsense. Bitch, please. But mm-hmm. we saw like a uh, a police officer. They want no parts of an assault rifle battle. You know what I mean? He didn't <laughs> even know. go. He didn't even go inside the building. Ain't so, about that life, chief. You yep. tell me, a librarian or a home home economics teacher is going to be yeah. able to like run up in there and then, and then what what happens when if they have a gun and they start they go into a shootout? You know right? How many bystanders innocent bystanders Are gonna fucking die man Right It's just a very ludicrous Proposal man You know uh-huh. It's just It shouldn't even really Be taken seriously Like People in the news Should just laugh at it And be like This, this is some
3: bullshit It's a shit show uh-huh. That's really you know? a shit show It's just a shit show Recommendation uh-huh. Yeah I mean um, Nah You know yeah, I totally think it's bullshit You know what I'm saying um, Of course you know, the bat has something to say, you know, when he had his meeting and shit, the you know bat. what I'm saying? He was up there... Batman? You know, talking that bullshit, you know, trying to basically talk today about uh, his meeting. that the like, NRA doesn't own me, motherfucker. Oh, did you see that shit? You no, know, I'm like, shut up, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, you, you're just trying to do a little dog and pony show. But, you know, like you said, Rob, it's so true. Like, you got to be about that life. If you really want to go out there and arm these teachers... Teachers are there to teach kids not to be in a shootout and play cowboys, you know what I'm saying? And just start having like, you know, shootouts at the OK Corral. That's not their thing. That's not their shtick. <laughs> you know, you know what it's, mean? It seems it's not like, what they're there what they're there for. It seems like
2: the NRA's wet dream Is to have everybody Living like it's the wild wild west Yeah you know what yep. I mean Like everybody walking around With a, with a, yeah. with, with a holster And like yep. two guns You know, know what I'm mean? saying yeah. Right just right. running yep. around here instead of, two cha-
3: cha- instead of two chains Two guns and shit Yeah <laughs> Shout out two chains <laughs> That's the, that's their wet dream man Stupid and it's man. ridiculous It's dumb as shit and, and I think you know They definitely have to be careful Because what you What you may do Is set off a chain reaction Like if that did happen And a teacher's in there You know having a shootout With a gunman Let's just say hypothetically A child gets killed in the middle of the gunfire in that gun battle. What happens then? Right. You know, and, 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 and all the other kids should have been armed. You know, <laughs> and you know, and the old girl, the their state, Their spokesperson. You know, what I'm oh, saying Oh, she's so nasty. Yeah, good you know? God, I she's mean, nasty. If you listen to the speech, I was like, okay, she's like, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, right? She's you know condemning the media, so on and so forth. And then of course she had to play, you know, bringing the whole race card of you know you don't do this with black families. I'm like, check you out trying to hold down the black people. You talking about black families and shit? I'm like, but you're not gonna use this as a bait and switch. Sorry. We're not rocking with you. Uh,
1: yeah, a few things about that. Um, I find it interesting that um, the uh, when it, when you're talking about uh, uh, debating um, pr- passing any kind of uh, any kind of measures uh, for background checks, that yet and still even when, when you talk about doing something that would help as far as background, you would still like try to like insert into a bill like that um, something that N- N- the NRA wants, which is concealed carry across state lines. Wow. So even even though you're trying to even though even though you know. With with what happened, you're you're trying to do something to uh to protect prevent mm-hmm. mass shootings and you know keep guns out of out of the hands of uh, criminals and you know and you know people and people with mental problems or whatever. But still, you're you'd be giving the NRA something that they've been wanting for a very 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 long time and something that these fucking Tenth Amendment motherfuckers, you know, mm-hmm. they they they'd be they'd be like outraged when it, if it came to anything else, but since it's guns. Uh, and then you know, They're not talking about You know States rights mm-hmm. I, I, find, I find that very interesting Oh
2: What happened to the 10th amendment Exactly it's <laughs> exactly. out
3: the window It's exactly. out the window
2: But also
1: the, the thing about Arming teachers I mean Who If you arm teachers I mean First time like You know I'll I'll, I'll a black kid is deemed to be threatening Who the fuck do you What do you think is gonna happen Exactly That's
3: what I thought too I mean Jesus no Christ Are you, are You're you fucking Detroit, serious Detroit and, and not all York, teachers Not all exactly. teachers are uh, right? sane I, exactly. exactly. I had some crazy teachers No doubt Substitute teachers for that like,
2: How about I, a substitute I, I had a teacher who went, who was in Vietnam And he, he you know, would spaz out Like kids used to like Drop a book Right mm-hmm. And he like ah, You know he was shell shot mm-hmm. oh, No doubt mm-hmm. So you have teachers like that Man you wanna arm those people Exactly yeah. Exactly, and then um, you know, people thought like Trump was going to say something when he had that dog and p- pony show right at the White House. Right. <laughs> he said, "Oh, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I'm not scared of the uh, NRA." Like, <laughs> bullshit. He yeah. said all I, that. I, stuff. I hear. I
1: hear you on his note cards.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and he said he was he would support uh, you know age limit. He would support uh, more stringent uh, background checks and all this stuff. And, like, he got the Democrats excited. Like, they were like, yeah, so let's do it. Next thing you know, he hears from T- Tucker Carlson. He hears from all these, Laura Ingram, He hears from all these other right-wing guys. Mm-hmm. The next morning, his he tweets like, I respect the Second Amendment. So,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: nothing's going to get done, man. And shouts out not. to those kids, man. Yeah, no doubt. Those kids are great. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They, like, dispel a lot of, uh, you know, stereotypes about millennials. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been so articulate. There, I mean, shouts out to them,
1: man. Did you hear those kids getting in Marco Rubio's ass at that town hall? That shit was brutal. They got in his (laughs) asshole. Oh, my God. Pause. But,
2: (laughs) but man, yeah. They, Marco Rubio looked like he wanted some water, bro. Yeah, exactly. A glass of water. (laughs) But, yeah, shouts out to them, man. Unfortunately, like, the NRA is so powerful, man, that I'm not, i don't think anything's going to get done. Like I'm just reading—I just got this story: mm-hmm. the Florida Senate passes, then immediately reverses temporary ban on AR-15 sales. Wow. So, of course, if they can't pass it in Florida, way just happened. Mm-hmm. Forget about mm-hmm. it.
1: Can you imagine if if, if uh, Obama said something about um, like uh, taking away people's guns without due process? I'm right. Uh, how the, the country would have fucking exploded. <laughs> Can, can you imagine that? Was that? The, that was
2: the biggest fear, right? That was their fear. Exactly. Gun sales went
3: up when he was in yeah, office. to go, guns? Meanwhile,
1: now, I mean, barely, barely a blip. Yeah.
2: they. Uh, they... Although, I, get, I hate giving this guy credit, but t- Tucker Carlson did call him out. He
1: did call him out.
2: Um, but it's amazing. Like Trump is so stupid, man. The bat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, he doesn't have any idea what he believes in. Outside of like lowering taxes or giving himself an advantage... He really doesn't have any philosophy to guide him, man. That's why when he gets in front of certain people, he'll give, he'll say all, yeah. make all these promises, right? No doubt. And then he hears a backlash from the NRA and conservatives, mm-hmm. and he reverses his uh, mind. Yep. yep. So, I mean, him saying that just take their guns before before they even do anything. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm anti, I'm anti-gun but i'm also pro law like right.
3: due, process. Mm-hmm. due right. process due process so he's just going to just
2: mm-hmm. take people's shit without due process
3: right mm-hmm. i mean but he does that shit you know on another note even when he had a chance to talk shit to china about the trade war he gets uh, the ch- he's over there he gets to you know have the meeting and what did he do shake his hand no china china doesn't have anything to do with the trade problems no no pop that, shit apologize nigga exactly you know what i'm saying this nigga's <laughs> exactly. fucking up my this nigga's fucking up my portfolio man no. <laughs> 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 or whatever Let's not talk about that No Friday was a good day Friday was a good day for me actually It picked up It picked up But, but- I know like all yeah, yeah, Last Thursday was week. a fucking bloodbath. I'm we'll getting it we'll sound go. like some black
1: Republicans right now.
3: <laughs> ah. N- niggas with money. <laughs> NWM. <laughs> NWM. That's, that's a pretty good act. No, I mean, all right, there we I'll go. I'll give you that one. I'll all give right, you that N-W-M. one. NWM. Okay, all right, no you, no get, you get that one. All right, no doubt. <laughs> now, I mean, hey, so they better be, it's more spontaneous than anything. <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. spontaneity. All right, boom. No, NWM. Exactly. I
1: guess I gotta be good. <laughs> Exactly. That's right. That's really all it comes down to. They gotta be good. But yeah, I'm always good.
3: Yeah,
2: but hopefully in the future we'll have like a we'll have like a finance uh financial oh, no doubt. podcast. But no yeah. Doubt. man start, Yeah Since you brought it up, man, motherfuckers tweeting about trade wars at five thirty in the morning before he talks to <sighs> anybody in the in the government. Talk about they're good. They're talking about trade wars are easy to win. You
1: son of a bitch.
2: Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't he know, know shit.
3: About. But yeah, he <laughs> don't know shit about
2: business. Yeah, I mean, we can get into that next. We, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk
1: about that. Yeah. That that yeah. whole uh, tariff, yeah. Another, yeah. Day, like, yeah. another time. But uh, next up, we have um, Hope Hicks. So, uh, Hope Hicks, the uh, White House communications director and one of uh, President Trump's longest-serving advisors, said on Wednesday that she plans to leave the White House in the coming weeks. So, uh, Miss Hicks, uh, twenty-nine, a former model who joined uh, Trump's uh, pre- presidential campaign. Uh, without any experience in politics, became known as one of the few aides who understood his personality and style and could challenge the president to change his views. Uh, Her resignation came a day after she testified for eight hours before the House Intelligence Committee telling the panel that in her job she had occasionally been required to tell white lies but had never lied about anything connected to the investigation into Russia's interference in the 2016 election. What do you guys think about
3: this? So she says she told white lies mm. <laughs> God damn on you doggie. yeah, I mean <laughs> that, who starts mm. off a hearing by saying that shit? Imagine if you're on trial, right? Uh, can you get, can you get charged for white perjury? white, per, white perjury? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, she knew what she could get away with, but I'm going I'm getting too deep right. We'll get to that. <laughs> but white lies. um, she should have never been hired in the first place, but did you guys hear about her duties on the campaign trail? Oh, she used to uh, steam his uh, suit While he was wearing it So she'll get down on her knees
2: And, uh, Uh-oh. and, and the handheld thing is steam
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly You yeah. know what I mean? Yo, check out, yeah, Check out Fire and Fury You Giggity. know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. So to tell you, you know, that tells you a lot about how Trump, you know, allows the nepotism and bullshit to permeate throughout his whole cabinet, which is why he doesn't have qualified individuals in his administration that can get shit done, that can actually do the jobs that they are appointed to. Right. She was 28 years old. No disrespect to her, but with no experience. She had no experience as a communications director. Her father was legacy. Public relations, mm-hmm. and
2: I think the only reason she got a job is in public relations at his company is because he, you know, she's a boss's son. Exactly. I mean, daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah.
1: it's
3: I mean, fuck, not, not,
2: fuckery. Not,
1: not only that, but I mean, not just to get a job, but to be one of the most powerful people yeah, in Washington. Communications <laughs> director. Communications
3: director for the White it's House. Come on. Do you have it's... any idea
1: how fucking sought after that kind of job Yo, is? Peep
3: game, and I'm, I'm gonna be on my t surf shit. Kind of black. 28, 28 year old female Get that job in Washington? Hell no From Howard Your shout out Howard right? From well, Howard University uh, Can they get that job in Washington? Let's say this man I don't think
2: Any white person Would have got that job man Outside of this motherfucker This orange bat but, but, In office You know what I'm saying? You know I mean, you, you, you this shit me, is Rob? so yeah. odd man That A 28 was,
3: year old She's 28 man I remember when I was Christians 28 director. I was so
2: dumb <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We had just finished grad school No doubt that's like if you graduate grad school and you're taking, you're given the highest job in your field. Exactly. Like they make you a CFO or something. You won't know what the fuck I'm you're like, doing. Uh, you want me to have mean? my first investors call <laughs> tomorrow? So, but this is how he operates. He values loyalty over competence. Yep. Yep. And we've seen that in all his hires, and that's why like there's a thirty percent turnover in the White House. Like they did a graph The other presidents were in, like, in the single digits.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: <laughs> His is like thirty percent, right? A third of people. Because you hire yeah. incompetent people, and then you, like, he, she was more than just the communications director. Like, mm-hmm. she was like a, a sounding board for him. Like, yeah. She, yeah. he would ask advice on all types of issues.
1: Yeah, they called her like his, his second daughter.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I we mean, she,
1: she was she was she was that close to him. Yeah.
3: Apparently. Yeah. And, yeah. And he and she was spreading herself around. I mean, oh, yeah, she was. Shit. I mean, and yeah. it, no, me too. No, they, me too. It wasn't on hashtag me too. She they, willingly did that. <laughs> they passed her around that motherfucker, giggity. man. Oh boy. She, oh, boy. She
2: went from Lund, Lund- Whistler, whatever his name is, to uh, that guy that got fired for Exactly. That she tried to cover up for.
3: I'm just saying.
2: Uh, just, Pope Porter. Right? Just saying. Let me tell you something, man. It was very odd that she resigned right after that committee hearing. Exactly. When she testified for eight she hours. She had to, man. She I mean, that, to. that's what it was. It was yeah. damaging. That's obviously yeah.
1: what it was. Yeah. I, apparently, yeah. uh, they, they said that uh, Trump, uh, he, like, read her the riot act. He called her. How, he said, how, she, how could you be so stupid when, was, when she was testifying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, it was basically she was forced to resign because she said something stupid. And guess what, man?
2: I believe she probably... Um, Committed perjury when she was. White perjury, Rob. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's be specific. Be specific. uh, Be specific. When she uh, was interviewed by Robert Mueller back in December,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I bet you she she did commit perjury. And um, that has to be weighing on her because of the uh, the Don (laughs) Jr., uh, the Don Jr., uh, I mean, letter that they sent out trying to justify his meeting with the Russians. Mm -hmm. Because I remember in the book, Fire and Fury, Steve Bannon told it told her, she said you you have no idea yep. how fucked you are exactly, and he said I'm actually going to call your parents and make them get you a lawyer because you don't know what you're into right now.
3: Twenty eight years old, you know, twenty eight years old. Maybe older. she's the next target in the Mueller and it's sad. investigation, and and Who you knows? know, and and that's she, mean, she might flip. And let's keep she it real. Don't she think might flip. Don't think the bat didn't you manipulate bat. her, you know what I'm saying, and put her in this position because she's 28 years old. That put her under this type of exposure and, and in, in this situation. I mean, come on, man. He took advantage of that girl, man. He, the, you know he likes yes men. Oh, yes women, yes. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yep.
2: anybody that kisses his ass that he can just manipulate. Exactly. He uh puts him in in power. A lot of people are going to fuck up their careers and their lives messing with this guy, right. Tr- Trump, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep, basically. basically. So
2: we'll see what M- M- Muller has on her, man, because if she did lie to him, that's five years. Mm. <laughs> mm.
1: Oh, oh, boy.
2: One more thing. Mm-hmm. The uh, the excuses that they're making for her, even in the mainstream media, right? Like they're trying to, oh, she's only 29, you know? Like they're giving her these excuses. <laughs> it's old enough she's to get so a felony. Exactly. Right? Like if it's a black kid and he's 14, oh, oh, of course. then he is old enough. It's just, it's just a pretty white exactly. girl Fuck Who's 29 girl. Yep. Oh she's so young She's a kid She's a kid Give Fuck her man. a break nope,
3: not at all We won't give her a break On this podcast exactly. You know hey, you I were just dumb know. You were dumb enough To allow yourself To get manipulated But you know That's a pervert man <laughs> He's a perv man <laughs>
0: a
2: Perv straight up by, by the way He hired the person That most closely
1: resembles His daughter Exactly man. Oh boy
2: He's oh a perv boy. man <laughs>
1: Hey Hey you know what I I just work here I just work here (laughs) so uh, let's move on so uh, there's uh, been a conviction um, recently so a white man who uh, fatally shot an unarmed black man after calling 911 and and reporting quote unquote hoodlums uh, had been found guilty of first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without parole Uh, the jury spent less than two hours deliberating before finding Chad Copley uh, guilty of premeditated murder in the death of 20-year-old uh, Corin Rodney Thomas, uh, who was attending a party near Co- Copley's uh, home. Uh, Copley told the 911 operator, quote, We got a bunch of hoodlums out here racing. I am locked and loaded. I am going outside to secure my neighborhood. You need to send PD as quickly as possible. I am going to secure the neighborhood. I am on the neighborhood watch. I am going to have uh, my, neighborhoods, my neighbors with me, unquote. So, what do you guys think about this? He should burn in hell.
3: Guess <laughs> <laughs> he deserved to die. Exactly. You know. Um yeah, shout out to the jury, shout out to the judge. But you know, what really got me though is how come how come he didn't get sentenced to death though? How come he didn't it was like why wasn't in this case a capital punishment case? I guess it depends on
2: what they charged charged him with. And that's my think, point. Uh, yeah.
3: Why? it was premeditated. It was premeditated. Yeah, exactly. yeah. why, why wasn't a capital punishment? And in a lot of these cases I'm noticing that. They're not capital punishment in these southern states that have yeah. capital the sometimes, death penalty. So North have. Carolina has uh, yeah, a capital a punishment. Yeah, I believe they do. I believe they do. I'm not sure. Let's check <laughs> it out. I mean, it's a southern of
0: course state. I mean, they, they mean, have uh you know, capital punishment. You know, Florida,
3: you know what I'm saying? You know, like all these states, I'm just surprised. But that's another episode. I'm not even going to belabor that point. But I'm just saying, man. Hey, shout out to the jury. You know, you trying to play vigilante, motherfucker. Well, yo, you can play vigilante in, in the in the pen now. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> Don't drop the soap, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> Hell, yeah. Have fun being the... Uh... The neighborhood patrolling for your cell block. Exactly. <laughs> the neighborhood,
3: he's gonna be neighborhood wash, <laughs> doing C- laundry and shit, C- CB5. Exactly, mm-hmm. doing laundry for the life, of his but, fellow lifers.
2: And, you know, this guy, I don't know if he was drunk or what, what, what was wrong with him. He's, was he angry? Was he amped up by something? Um, I like to find out what it really was, but he was set on killing somebody that mm-hmm. night. And he's such a pussy that he didn't even go outside. He's shooting from his garage. hmm Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that we talked about. There's this fear of black people congregating in numbers that gets mm-hmm. people scared. Yep. Not just white people, but let's be honest. Even some black people. Yep. A lot of black people, actually. Because yep. we've been, like, programmed. Yeah. We've been conditioned. To fear yep. black congregation. Right? Mm-hmm. So, they see black kids at a party.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: He gets scared, even in yeah, the church. He, he calls the police, mm-hmm. <laughs> even in the church, right? And they come into the church. Right. And still want to shoot people, yeah, right? Yeah. And he called the cops
2: and say, "Oh, he had a gun." Nobody goes to a party with a fucking gun, man. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Right. Even gangbangers is no good. Well enough to just say, "Oh, leave the leave the, leave it in the car." Right. Please
3: don't shoot up the place. Cause I see some ladies tonight <laughs> Who could be having my baby <laughs> Baby Shout out to your rest in peace Biggie Word Shout out Biggie, oh, shout, you out don't Biggie. Fight at night. shout out
1: Biggie Shout out Biggie He got a Biggie reference And he got a fucking uh, What's it called uh, Come on man yeah.
3: Hey 3KP man Subscribe yeah, man Get that podcast that, numbers that up vodka. man That's that vodka Tito's uh, Shout out to tito Got Tito's. an acronym and
2: A
1: Biggie reference
2: Yeah, yeah. but you know it, it is what it is man Like People need to You know be aware of their biases and the fear that those biases cause, man. That could solve a lot of problems with the cops shooting people and civilians shooting people, so um, the conclusion, fuck them.
1: <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> Burning yeah, hell. Yeah, shout out to the jury because, I mean, it's very very easy in like cases like this for juries to empathize with uh, the white person. Um, I'm sure it wasn't the all-black jury. I'm sure it was like a <laughs> I'll probably all, all white jury almost are almost all white. It's called liberal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's very easy for all, a lot of these juries to empathize with uh, you know the the white person even if he did something something wrong or you know, it's a cop. So to uh, and then just just like identify with that person and then just like make the uh, the black person like kind of other and you know basically say oh you know I I I because. Uh, I uh, identify with 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 this this guy who was afraid or whatever or whatever you mm-hmm. see a black person or whatever i'd be scared too you know kind of thing but you know that the jury saw past this and they did the right thing and they they fucking they sent this this motherfucker to jail for the rest of his life so yeah shout out to you
2: yeah man i mean sometimes you don't know like it should be an open and shut case
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know but when race is involved, it's not an open shut case. Sometimes yeah, you have a right. Z- Zimmerman situation that happens. Exactly. And yeah. especially when a person is a cop, they seem to be able to get away with everything. Yep. So yeah. I'm glad this thing happened, but it should be it should be the rule, not the goddamn exception. Exactly. But yeah. exactly you know, shouts out to um, the jury. Yeah. And the judge. Yeah.
1: Shout out, shout out. So, um, let's move on. So, um, there's been a, uh, a political magazine series uh, that's uh, being that's been very interesting uh, reading, and uh, we want to talk about this a little bit. Um, it's an article uh, that's titled um, "Does the White Working Class Really Vote Against Its Own Interests?" and uh, it talks about um, you know a lot of the, the things the the, the common uh, the- theories about the white working class. And um, how they're essentially manipulated into voting against their own interests. Um, uh, the the prevailing theory is that uh, they, they, they choose religion over over their economic benefit. But this talks about a little bit different thing when it comes to that. Uh, they talk about uh, if it, they analyze whether or not it's really the case or if the white working class is actually getting some sort of benefit. So overall, what do you guys think about this article?
2: It was a powerful article.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we're going to include it in our description just so you can go and check it out for yourself. Yeah. Um, it's something that really hit all of us when we read it. Yeah.
3: Right. Powerful, impactful.
2: Right. Yeah, no doubt. And um, we're like, we have to talk about this and we have to set aside a lot of time in the podcast to really analyze this uh, article. Um. So, you know, I hope we do it justice. None of us here are sociologists, so... We're just going to talk to the best of our ability, okay. um, <clears throat> but um, we'll go around and just talk about this, but w- w- one of the points is that, duh, right? <laughs> it's like, Word. if you could like condense everything that we talk about weekly into, it's, this article is almost like a thesis of, yep. what, of what we've been talking about. Absolutely. Because we failed to understand why there's not more social, was there's more? There isn't more solidarity between the classes, right? Mm-hmm. Why it's yeah. divided by race? And the question is always asked by the media: Why do the white working class vote against their own interests? Why do white working class vote against their own interests? Now, this article, based on the writings of W. E. B. Du Bois, answers that mm-hmm. and say. Hmm. Maybe they're not voting against their own self interest mm-hmm. maybe there's something more that they get uh and that's what leads them to vote for a party that is basically designed f- to uh uh push for uh wealthy people's uh policies right that you know that benefit wealthy people mm-hmm. um and one one of the things they talk about is psychological benefits mm-hmm. I think we touched on this before, yeah is that you it feels good to people to have somebody to look down upon. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And since slavery days, there's kind of a social compact that was made between the wealthy plantation owners and poor whites. Right. Um, I think in the article they say, uh, you boss the niggas and we'll boss the money, right? Like mm-hmm. because you would think like the people that have been should have been the most opposed to slavery were black people and then like the white working class mm-hmm. because in the South it suppressed wages yep. for the white working class, right? Like, exactly. they were living really poor, and very few people, like, owned slaves in large numbers. It was the plantation owners. The, mm-hmm. the wealthy, right. Right, but they convinced the white working class, the white poor, to actually die passionately to, you know, maintain slavery, and that's because they got a psychological benefit out of having somebody to look down upon.
3: Exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, shout out to political for this article man because it really you know Rob touched upon it a little bit that you know it's almost the premise for everything we talk about here and to really answer the question on what happened back in November of 2016 why it happened you know it's really just a continuing legacy of what the wage is what that psychological benefit is as you know as you just mentioned Rob and as we've mentioned in previous podcasts that it gives you know the working white class the opportunity to say hey we're not we're not like those people we're not like them we're better and to have this almost ambition and this hope that we can be like the the white wealthy class we can be them but they can't and as long as we're not like them we'll continue to support policies that don't benefit us you know and and, you know and try to reap the benefits of being white Mm yeah yeah
1: so you guys talked about the uh, psychological benefits. So that's exactly what the article talks about: the psychological wages associated with being white. Exactly. Yeah. So let me read a quote uh, that from from the magazine. So uh, Du Bois uh, addressed uh, the successful effort of white plantation owners in the 19, 1870s and 1880s to build a political coalition with off with poor, often landless white men to overthrow biracial construction governments throughout the South. So. Um a little bit a little, a little bit about this I want to talk about um, um this is it really didn't start there then it really started uh, back in uh, in the 1600s so um for for those who don't really know uh, about the history of, of slavery um in in the US there was there were slaves and there were also indentured servants um back in uh 1670 1676 uh, there was a rebellion in Maryland uh, between the, uh, the slaves and the indentured servants. They came together uh, trying to over, overthrow the, uh, the wealthy landowners. So obviously it was it was un- to everything, but the wealthy landowners, they, uh, they saw, um, based on that, that there was an alliance being built between uh, the indentured servants and the slaves. So what they did was they used um, racial tactics in order to divide the two. They they essentially said you know went to the indigenous servants hey you know you guys are, are better than those slaves over there or whatever don't 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 worry about it. well we'll give we'll give you certain advantages over them uh, but you know you guys you guys should really be on our on our side because really though those those black people over there or whatever they're really beneath you they're they're violent they're rapists or whatever they're gonna rape your wo- women um, that that kind of thing and that kind of like uh, started the whole. Um, the whole divide between between the the, the blacks and the, the lower the lower working class because it helped propel a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, the arguments that um, that people that that the, the tropes uh, the fucked up tropes that people had uh, concerning black people that had, they were lazy they were they were beneath beneath them or whatever that, that kind of thing so that that's really that's really when it when it when it started and it led to the uh, the Virginia slave codes of 1705. Which uh, put into law a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, the uh, the, uh, the the white supremacist racialized laws that that came into the country, um, mm-hmm. it, 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 that, that 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 held a lot of mm-hmm. that held black people back. Um, black even if if you were black and you were a freed person, uh, even if you were black and a freed person, you couldn't you couldn't own uh, you couldn't own weapons and things so on and so forth like that. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it. Uh, You make a good point because it does go back to the founding of this country.
3: Right.
2: Because you're right. There was indentured servants that came from Africa and from Europe. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
2: And they found a way to divide them. Uh Right. Right. And it's a tactic that's really have been used by Britain. Well, colonial powers. Like this is the same thing they used in Africa or Asia. Yeah, colonizing is where they go to a place, they pick a... Um, minority, a sizable minority, but not the majority, right? And they put them in charge. Mm-hmm. So now this small minority, this you know sizable for a minority group, now is char- over takes charge of the, uh, the other minor, uh, exactly. groups, right? That's mm-hmm. so a way to divide and conquer. So that give him credit man that was fucking smartest shit man. Yeah. you know what i'm saying because they
3: knew that how they wanted this country to be structured mm-hmm. where the wealthy would be wealthy and they need in order to stay wealthy you need a class of laborers so how do you create a class of laborers you create divide and conquer at the lower levels and then you create this like tier of middle class or middle workers middle right. management but right. well, right? all they take is then, the
2: uh the the, the nobility that the, the uh, what do they call it The uh, serfdom Of the uh, medieval period yeah,
3: Exactly it's, it's just reconverted It's just You know what I'm just saying the Just the same yeah. and Social it, order Social same order concept. Exactly. Yeah. Same concept Same concept right. No doubt mm-hmm. you know. so, Yeah so with that being said They knew how to play that Because they understood And like I said We can get into a deep conversation About the Rothschilds And all that shit Because you know They were the wealthiest family On the planet earth You know what I'm saying You know, After Mansa Musa <laughs> You know what I'm saying Of course Mansa Musa Is the richer man But anyway We'll keep that moving What I'm trying to say is you know, they just knew that what the, how they wanted to really create this country and what and how to build an economic force, you know, right, and how to have the United States as that economic engine of the world. Fast forward, as we get into this article, you just start to see. You know how that continues to be permeated Throughout society right We started in the 1600s we then Move forward into you know just the, You know right after slavery and the Reconstruction period which mm-hmm. Du Bois Talks about and that this started Now that just was planted and Seated within the white working Class that you're better you know you're better than These blacks you're, You you know Make sure that you support us so that We can continue to keep you at a Point where you're privileged and that You can one day be like us because we're white Mm-hmm. And white means freedom, white means right. White means that you can have that opportunity to be successful and to really realize the American dream, but there 'll never be nothing right the even though won't be the
2: ability to uh, that class that ever, they wanted to get to their rich class it was small, right mm-hmm. A lot of these people were like especially like in the 1800s substance farmers right like the only way they survived is they didn 't sell their goods it's like you know they just worked their farm. And it produced food for them, Mm -hmm. and that was it,
0: right? Right. Mm
2: -hmm. So it's not like they were rich by any any um, stretch of the imagination, but Mm -hmm. they just knew they had somebody under them that they could look up, they could look down upon. Mm -hmm. That's why so many of them were so passionate to fight in the civil uh, the civil war, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like give up their lives to protect their institution.
3: Mm -hmm. Yep. Institution of privilege. As well, right? That's really yeah. what it is: institution of privilege. So
2: we talked about the psychological benefits, but there's also real benefits as far as like mm-hmm. financial, not wages, but like I know they talked about in the article, FHA, the Union. The FHA getting loans, or mm-hmm. a lot of unions were anti-black in yep, the North yep. I know we always shit on the south, but let's not forget in yeah. the in the northeast mm-hmm. and in the Midwest, the Rust Belt, a lot of the unions excluded black people yeah. from joining them for being any kind of a skilled laborer mm-hmm. right
1: and and concerning the unions um uh one of the things that that's kind of missed about the uh the unions is that um not only were blacks excluded but uh the, a lot of the unions were formed like in in the immediate aftermath of the civil war and they were formed because um i mean obviously if you have like a, a black slaves and uh in the, in the in the south then once once these slaves are free I mean, who has all the skills necessary to, to run to to uh, be the be the labor? Right. It's black people. Right. But so you so you can't you 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 couldn't really have like a whole bunch of black people coming in and taking all these jobs in the right. and leave in, in in the northeast the south so, everywhere yeah, exactly uh, so in, this, in is, yes and then leave all these uh, these uh, poor white people out in the lurch because right. you had so many black people who had all the skills and yeah. in much greater numbers than than a lot of the, the poor white people yeah, so no, you, no. so that's when a lot of uh, the unions got formed and they uh, exerted their power and they excluded black people especially in the south
2: especially like textile yeah anything and, yeah you think about uh, it agriculture things that that you know yeah. black people skilled at because they were the exactly. workforce N- and then, in the northeast when uh they had the industrial revolution mm-hmm. they marginalized all the black people like black people could not get into jobs where you got you know where you had to have skilled right, jobs exactly. right exactly. so they marginalized them to like non-skilled labor and uh domestic workers
3: it's protectionism. Yeah. So basically, yeah, you're absolutely
2: right because why, won't you support a system that eliminates like 30% of your competition, mm-hmm. if you eliminate 20, 30% of your, of your competition, that means you have a very good chance of getting a job. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And your wage is going to be higher because the people that were taking low wage jobs have now been eliminated. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they wonder why there's such a disparity between black wealth and white wealth mm-hmm. and wages. These are the these are these, these you know the sins that we're paying for as a country is that if you marginalize a group and don't allow them to even partake in you know in the economy of the of the country right like I remember uh general Powells wrote his book and he said his dad was the first bus driver in New York City
1: Wow, oh wow, wow,
2: bus driving really right. Being a bus driver, uh-huh. yeah, black people were excluded from that. Just yeah. driving a bus, and it's still driving so, so, a bus, it's,
3: and it's still some form of servitude, right? I mean, you're driving the bus. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure you know white folks had the economic, you know, means but, to. But it was a well-paying enough
2: like, position, and it was well, a, it mm-hmm. was a unionized position that mm-hmm. it, it could provide your family a nice exactly. middle class income. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I mean, my, my, my Lifestyle. Right, but right, right. They're like, um, darkies really can't drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and mis- of, right? yeah. And one of the... Misconceptions.
1: Yeah. And one of the One of the crazy things that, that the article talked about... Was that um, it was only after like there was a decline in unions right. and a lot of those uh, jobs, those, sure. those kind of jobs, yeah. especially in the Rust Belt, when when they were they were like outsourcing a lot of a lot of the uh, the uh, the the jobs or whatever the the union membership was declining. Then then they started bringing. In by the seventies, yeah, exactly.
3: But even then, and on top of that, even when we talk, you know, in the article, we talking about the economic participation. Let's talk about even you know wealth building through buying homes. The FHA, mm-hmm. federal, point, the federal government and the federal Major government, key. you know, yep. the federal government even played a part in this shit. So it wasn't even about the states, you know, what I'm saying the regions. It's about the federal government as a whole playing upon this redlining took place. So they couldn't. So black folks couldn't even get loans because as redlining works, if people don't know what they did, they des- designated a certain part of a city or an area that says, you know, wherever they're black or brown people. They can't, you know, that's going to be looked at as a, um, uh, poor rice. at risk for, for providing loans. The article goes in depth, but I'll just give the quick synopsis of the FHA basically, you know, is the reason why, you know, with any loan or mortgage that you have, you have the 15 30 year option. So essentially, you know, as, you know, they, they allow banks to be able to loan money to us to buy a home, but they also ensure the banks that if, you know, someone defaults on a loan, then that they can't, you know, that the banks will then be, you know, have reciprocity and get money back for anything that may happen if they take a loss on the investment of providing a mortgage to a buyer. So, with all that being said, like I said, do your homework. Um, they, they didn't allow black people to even participate. You know what I mean? Because they would designate an area where they would call a high-risk area that's low value. That's, mm-hmm. a low, that's, a, that's a low opportunity for appreciation of a home. So then now, black folks are like, well, damn, you know, they'll either get unfavorable rates or they just wouldn't get a loan at all. Yeah,
1: well, so, what happened is that the FHA, they would refuse to insure those, the banks, those, those, the those banks, mortgages. right, the mortgages, yeah. right, yeah. from the
3: banks. And what I'm saying is that basically that people wouldn't, because the banks would feel like that person's at risk, they want to loan, loan them the money, mm-hmm. but people need a place to live. What happens? You go rent. Tenements. Tenements, rent, yep. ghettos, squalors, however we want to define that shit, right? right? You yes. know what I mean? And it's fucked up. And they wonder why, you know, when they say, oh, they're just lazy. They won't get, even try to get ahead. No, we're put in, they put all these impediments, all these barriers that we can't get across because you have not only states operating in this manner, you have the federal government as well up to that point. And to these, you know, to everyone's point earlier, by the time they finally said, okay, you know what, this shit's fucked up. So in the late 60s, the Civil Rights Act comes in, in the 70s. Now they say, okay, here's equality. The jobs are drying up. Mm-hmm. The opportunities dry up. While 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 you know the white working class and white people and the wealthy had a damn near what we're talking sixteen hundreds a three hundred year head start,
2: and the, probably the the benefits of the most the the, the best economy in the U, in the U.S. history, which is like after World War II, exactly. exactly. That's yeah. when a lot of people, you know, that's when we built suburbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand what, uh, when we built the, uh, the interstate hi- the highways yeah. system yeah. in yeah. the nineteen yeah. fifties. Yeah. It allowed people to breathe yeah. room. No longer did you have to live in a city. Everybody's confined to one small space. Now right. you can build tracks of land, tracks of uh, houses, mm-hmm. you know, the suburbs.
3: Yep. Some divisions, right? yep. exactly.
2: and, and you can have better schools. You can have everything else. So there are a lot of people who were White flight. lucky enough to have good jobs or hardworking enough, actually, you know, to have good jobs and to move forward, to be able to build wealth through their houses and be able to send their kids to school through the GI program and mm-hmm. things like that. But. All that was denied to black people for yep, yep, the exactly. longest, right? exactly. and then you know, and then people wanted. You know, you hear people like say, "Oh, slavery ended 150 years ago." Absolutely, what's wrong not. with these people? Well, guess what? After slavery, there was another hundred years of legalized uh, not, just, not Not just Jim Crow in the South. Yeah, outside of the South, because like a lot of Northerners like to. Act like this shit Don't stink man But it stinks You know what I'm saying
3: Boston New York Chicago Don't even say Boston only (laughs) Chicago No no you're
2: right Chicago New York
3: Everywhere There there was a very Dedicated New Jersey New York too New York You know Anywhere there's a right. L. A. Everywhere there were riots everywhere, man. It was it happened. So yeah, trust me. Man.
2: <laughs> yeah, the black people that moved out the south was like, "Fuck this, man." No, no. That's but, why there were so to your many point, riots.
3: But to your point, Rob, yeah, like yo, the north, the northeast always act like, "Oh, we were the ones that helped with the underground railroad." No, no we continued to you just didn't enslave
2: people it. and you didn't have codified exactly segregation, Dog but there was, was de facto segregation, mm-hmm. and you, everybody participated in it, and uh, uh, white people benefited directly mm-hmm. from that, and black people marginalized. So now, yeah. when you look at The economy, and and you look at the social order of America, it's very clear why black people, like when you uh, compare medium wages, because if I've had generations to build wealth and pass wealth to my kids and my grandkids, they're going to be in a much better position than people who are. The best job they could get is to be a domestic worker, no matter how talented they were. I mean, it's amazing that what black people have been able to achieve in this country, despite,
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
2: you know. A system that is designed to uh to hold them back,
0: man. Exactly. And, yeah, that's what you we're know. talking about
1: when it comes to like the wages of being white. The wages of being white are the ability to get these FHA loans. The wages of being white are, you know, the ability not to uh not to get redlined and, and to like. I mean, honestly, when it comes to like the FHA loans, that's like the 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 real key, because mm-hmm. I mean that's how uh, the vast majority of Americans they build their wealth. It's through the home, exactly. So, so if you you take away that that opportunity, even if even if it's like from like a, like a, the, even if for example we're talking about uh, like quote unquote low appreciation homes or whatever, over over years the compound compound uh, compound interest and compound uh, you know appreciation, I mean that's a very very significant amount of money that we're talking about that mm-hmm. a lot of people were basically denied. To uh, of the, the the opportunity to get yeah locked out yeah exactly so it's it's the the wages of of, 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 of whiteness they they, they specifically co- contribute to that because if you're white then you're able to get these FHA loans you're able to get the VA loans VA loans VA with loans, the same mm-hmm. same exact thing you you're a black person GI coming come, yeah exactly GI, GI, GI bill bills. all these different type of things that black people were excluded from, excluded from getting. It trickles down in generations. No so, so you're not, you're not able to, to pass down wealth from generation to generation. And, and that's, that's really the key to, to wealth is, is accumulating assets and passing it down to, to your children right. and their children and okay. their children.
2: Imagine if you've paid off your house, right, by the time you retire or after you retire, right? Before you die, <laughs> you paid off your house, right? And let's say, well, however much is worth, you divide it three ways for your kids, right? And you say, okay, once you buy your house and you're ready to settle down, your 20% down payment is there,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Yep. So that encourages the next generation to buy housing and build wealth, mm-hmm. right? And they don't have to start from scratch. Exactly. But here's the, here's or they don't have to take loans yep. for yep, for, exactly. edgy, for school. So all that he, money can go into like but building wealth. But,
3: here, but here's the other part of that, which is scary. So FHA, VA loans, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? GI Bill, right? Federal programs. Uh-huh. You know, how are they funded?
2: With everybody's tax money. And whose tax dollars are part of that? Black people. Black people. Everybody. I mean, it's just as insane as when they used to try to keep black people from state schools. That's some. Exactly. You can't can't go to the uh, University of Alabama. Well, excuse me. You can fund fund it, (laughs) but you can't go. My taxes pay for this school. That
3: shit had me on some like, yo, (laughs) for real. That's some absolute bullshit. You want me to fund your shit, but I can't participate? Oh, we playing that game
0: yeah, all right yeah
1: yeah one 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 thing i wanted to, to discuss um i wanted to read one quote from the from the article i, I thought it was very interesting it said quote one group that did sometimes compete uh, for unskilled jobs with african-americans were irish immigrants irish immigrants became some of the most avid and violent practitioners of white identity politics even when they weren't in direct competition with black men for jobs as when a group of Irish hand-loom weavers uh, was displaced by white Protestant weavers in Philadelphia in 1844. They donned blackface and mobbed their black neighbors. The point wasn't to get their jobs back, unquote. Mm. I thought that was extremely powerful, and it was a a major key, honestly, because... um, when it comes to um, blackness and whiteness, but there are groups like the Irish who didn't haven't always been white. Mm-hmm. Look at look at current day. Uh, Asians are considered like the model minority. Yep. They're damn near white, pretty much at this point. So when you're when you're um, a uh, certain ethnicity, a certain racial group, and you're trying and you're trans, you're trying to transition or assimilate into quote unquote whiteness, then. One of the uh, one of the ways that you have to uh, one that you have to uh, one of the things that you have to do in order to assimilate into whiteness is to shit on Mm -hmm. blackness and black people. And the more the more you shit on black people, the more integrated you are into whiteness. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're Irish and even if even if you know whatever black people are doing, it doesn't affect you at all. You're trying to integrate into whiteness. You're trying to become the new white. You're trying to become the new model minority. Mm -hmm. So What's the what's the best way the 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 way that that um white the white uh, and uh, white yeah. white uh extremists they would want to is by shitting on black people by mm-hmm. fucking black people up. It
2: right. makes all the sense because like, it's like gang, right? Like if you yep. being a gang and you're trying to prove so you can get your yeah, stripes. Exactly. You're gonna be like, like if, especially if you like people don't people are questioning your gangster. hmm uh-huh.
0: You're
2: gonna be like be the the one that's that's most uh, um. You know, lit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the one that wants to go and really do it so you can prove to these other Mm gang members, "Oh, please accept me. Please accept me. And, and, you
3: know, and you touched upon it right now. You see how live I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you touched upon it. And that was something I was looking at when I read the article that, you know, it's not even about, you know, although it focused on working white class people. That's what people do To be accepted Into the American diaspora mm-hmm. Right You got black people That shit on black people Yep Right You got for validation We call yeah. it You know We've said validation Couls. And acceptance The cools mm-hmm. You know As you mentioned You know There's Asians We, You know There's And not even just Asians There's Hispanics As we mm-hmm. talked about You know In a previous article Down, down in our Miami With the fire department Right yep. Yep. Right So you see this going on Regardless mm-hmm. man That in order to be accepted Into this country Whiteness says Shit on the blacks.
2: And especially with uh let's talk about the Irish because <laughs> you know, I, like the Irish seem like pretty cool people, the ones from Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. But we know like in the in the northeast a lot of the most aggressive races have Irish roots, mm-hmm. right? And I think with a special case because of the Irish cuz they've been beaten up so much by the English, mm-hmm. right? English it's like a, it's English. like you know when you have a bully yeah. And he, the reason he's a bully is because he's been been abused by his dad or by people uh-huh. who are bigger than him uh-huh. and I think right, that's what happens with that's what happened with Irish Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they, you know, They've been like, they've been abused for so long by the English yeah. and then they come and they want to be accepted yeah, when they like, come to America yeah. so
3: Well hold on but let's not even focus just on Irish we got Italians we too Italians too right so it's really starting with the anglo saxon mm-hmm. <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> who came up, you know came to the shores you know what I mean they started first then we got to you know the Italians uh-huh. and I might be out of order so pardon me if I am but you know Italians Irish, Germans yeah. Irish yeah. Jews uh-huh Right. Mm-hmm. They've all assimilated one way or the other into the American, you know, way or the American diaspora and then the blacks. But we've been here longer than all of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> right. And then next thing they said. But remember, marginalize them to be. Yeah. accepted. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and we we even see that happening right now because we talk about like I, we have friends in, in, in Florida and we talk to them and they talk about how like how virulently racist like uh, Hispanics are down in Florida. Shout out George Zimmerman. So we, there a lot of like uh, Hispanics are like, like even more racist than uh, white 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 extremists mm. when it comes to like shitting on black people. Like they'll look at like uh,
2: especially Cubans. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Especially no, Cuban. I mean that's real. No, yeah.
2: not real. Cubans, Cubans don't even like Mexicans. Exactly, mm.
1: exactly. They they see themselves as more white mm. than than Mexicans. You know they yeah, look they, they, look they down probably them. are.
2: Yeah, Mexicans are a mix of uh, especially the ones that come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, mixed this, between um, the natives and uh, the Spaniards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that came here from Cuba yeah. were the wealthy people. Oh, yes. and the exactly. And because in. of that, they were Spaniards. They were yep. ma- mainly well, Spaniards. They yep. were not mixed be-
3: with the uh, with the natives. Right. And true Cubanos, right? Cuban people, when you look at the majority of the population, they're black. You're black people Yeah, yeah. when right? I went to
2: Cuba Most of them are black or mixed Exactly yeah. But I'm talking about The people that came to The United yeah. States They're when the I,
3: elites uh, The, the elite. aristocracy Well I was gonna say and Yeah when I went out kicked them out Fidel, I was gonna <laughs> say Fidel I was just about to say Fidel had a point I'm not being communist I'm just saying Fidel <laughs> you had a point Yeah Rest in peace So man. I mean Yeah that's
2: the Fucking story of race In America man Yep. Yeah, man. So, check out
3: yeah. Check out that political article, man. For real, it's a dope article. You know, the title of the article, you know, is it's a does the white working class really vote against its own interests? Yeah, check that yeah.
2: out. Man. We're gonna include the uh, we're gonna include the the link in our description. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you can just check it out for yourself. And um, there's a book that was written by W. E. Du Bois, um, hundred years ago or more than a hundred years ago, um. That I'm going to just go through right now. Man. The reconstruction, right? Mm-hmm. It's called reconstruction. There's Recon- two of them. There's mm-hmm. reconstruction, and there's something else. Man. Okay. All that, right. brother, that brother's is deep, man. Souls yep.
3: of Black Folks, check it out. Mm-hmm. Souls great. of Black Folks, Soul of yeah. black. Mm-hmm. that's a yeah. great book. That boy, good.
1: That boy, that boy good. good. No, that boy shout him good. out, man. Yeah, shout out,
3: shout out. And he was
1: an alpha. <laughs> 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 shout out to that. Know what I me. Mean? <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's uh, finish off with uh, Diddy. So. Uh, Diddy went on Instagram and had a little bit of uh, something to say about uh, the uh, new generation of rappers. Let's hear it.
0: It's a lot to take in every day. Saying the same shit in different ways, you know? These are just my opinions. I mean, I'm not knocking nobody's dream. Um, I just don't want the culture to get diluted, you know? where it gets so mass produced, it doesn't mean anything. Artists have to be special. Every artist has to be unique in their own right. I'm just trying to say, I guess, if you're gonna be in this game, um, be great, man, because you can also be part of the noise. All you young inspiring rappers out there and, and R&B artists and singers and dancers, keep doing your thing, you know what I'm saying? and. Be special. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. So, what do you guys think about this? He's right. I mean, yeah, that's the,
3: absolutely right. the game is saturated. And, you know, one thing I, I always say about, you know what I'm saying, with rap music, man, and music in general, with the you know, technological advancements we've seen within media, man, it's all good and gravy, but unfortunately... It created oversaturation of bullshit. It allowed anybody to really just get into the you know the, the industry or get into the the mainstream. Yeah. And now you just got a whole influx of bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and it's just a you know just a wave of crap. And unfortunately, he's right. You have to sift through the garbage to find the good shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, the fucked up thing about it is that um um back in the day i mean obviously radio was a curator it, it told you what was exactly. good and what was bad but i mean that wasn't necessarily good too because we're talking about corporate entities so i mean it's it not necessarily good and bad it was yeah there was there was some good some bad so it was, it was a lot of purists they talked about how you know they they would just like uh just like do the popular artists or whatever mm-hmm. they just top, that 40, kind of top
3: 40 right yeah
1: exactly right but now we have we have like uh it's a bunch of SoundCloud rappers. You have so many fucking rappers, so much music out there. You can't even digest it. Honestly, there's hard. so much shit that you can't you you can't possibly keep. There's up. no shelf you life.
3: Know, there's no shelf life exactly. in music anymore. You
2: can't have a shelf life because everything is too easy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's too easy to be a consumer, mm-hmm. right? Like when we were growing up, like music. Kids out there are not gonna understand this, but we mm-hmm. used to read in a magazine the source. And we know that when the album is coming out, right, Unside and we to get so excited. Like we know it's coming out like three months from now, right,
3: right. right. right.
2: And even if you bought it, and you're like, nah, I don't know about this album, you, you paid t- you pay ten dollars for it. Yep. So you're gonna give it a, another listen, another listen, sure. and another listen. You're and give another it some listen. Several chances, exactly. right? Yeah. And you, who knows? It might grow on you, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's how we consume music mm-hmm. or videos that were not on YouTube, so we had to wait for the box or whatever, mm-hmm. right? MTV It's Rats. very limited, right? MTV Rats, B-E-T. So the consumers can consume the music too easily. Mm-hmm. The, per, the content creators can also create it too easily because mm-hmm. Pro Tools, there's not, there's no cost to making music yep. now. Not yep. at all. None. Yep. Hey. Anybody can make music, right? Exactly. Back in the day, you had to book a studio. You had somebody mm-hmm. to fund your studio time. Yep, right. So, listen, gatekeepers, it was not, well, not just, I know we, you know, complain about gatekeepers, mm-hmm. blah, 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 but... It wasn't a bad idea to have gatekeepers man yeah. tastemakers yeah. Exactly. you know what I'm saying no, because they kept a lot of bullshit
1: out exactly right. exactly you know? and now it's it's pretty much all about trends you know mm-hmm. you get your 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 hashtags or like the the new dance or whatever it is yeah. that's the shit that pops off right you know what I mean that's the shit that becomes popular and you know I, I blame that shit on Atlanta hip-hop honestly <laughs> I mean shit that laffy taffy that laffy taffy. <laughs> I mean, a lot of that shit. I mean, I mean, you have the, the fucking soldier boy, you know, you so that soldier. I mean, even, all that shit. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of this shit. It, it, it originated with with these 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 like trendy dances or whatever. It, it didn't become about like the album or whatever the artist anymore. It became about like what the new the trend
2: trend was. I can't even. Um, I, I can't even uh, <laughs> defend the city because, like, look, the city that I like from Atlanta is like. Goody Mob, no Outkast, no The Dungeon Family—real no like real artists with something to say. Yep. But unfortunately, their legacy was not taken by the younger people. The younger mm-hmm. people looked up more to the to the bass music, to the mm-hmm. dance-oriented music mm-hmm. of Atlanta that came from strip clubs. Mm-hmm. And don't get mad if I say this, but when women and kids drive the music, <laughs> 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 the music loses. Content man You know what I'm saying Because like Women just like beats If you talk to any woman You play them a, You know You play them a song They don't care what is Has been said on that song mm-hmm. they, Most women They just want They just like the beat They want to dance to it So That's what happened man When well, music started being Dictated by that Strip clubs But that's a whole other Tangent that we could go into
3: Right And you know I, And I don't want to Just sound like a hypocrite Because hey You know that's how This podcast gets started Right I mean, we have we took advantage of the technological advancements. Yeah, and right. That, and that allows right. us to be able to distribute the content to the people. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
1: We we talking about that?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Them, that. them niggas. Them niggas, not us, not us. <laughs> we, we, you know, listen to Three Kings podcast. <laughs> you know, independently published. Why are you up old shit? Right. We dope. Indip- you know, we nigga, we dope. <laughs> hey, you shout out dope. Your dope denim, get at us, man. <laughs> but anyway, we'll talk about that. But no, but um. You know, it's but at least we're giving something. We hope to the listeners that is that has substance and that has content that you want to listen to. That's important to you. A lot of the shit in the music game, you know what I mean? It's just a bunch of just. Garbage, man. No lyrical substance. Nothing. They do I don't even know if these motherfuckers know how to put together bars, man. <laughs> like real talk. Like some of their shit. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah, nobody cares about bars anymore. I know. And no, that's I a, that's it's another a, it's topic. A outdated,
2: it's an outdated concept. Yeah. That's but you up. know what? I'm still glad that in this day and time that like real lyricists are still like being the biggest sellers. Yep. It's just like It's just like Jay Z. Too far and in between for those. Artists, especially like you guys like J. Cole and mm-hmm. Kendrick, even Drake,
3: right? Hey, and Saha the Prince out of Atlanta, man. Saha the Prince, yeah, yeah sure. no doubt.
2: But it's just the other shit, man. It's so much of it. And if Diddy's calling you out, Diddy, the ultimate capitalist, yeah, right. The guy who actually
1: nobody lashes
2: on the trend quite like Diddy, yeah. And, and the I'm guy who, you know, the guy who made it, who made criticism, you know, like before Diddy, you could criticize people. After Diddy became popular, he was like. Any criticism is hating Right Yeah, Like you mm. just been A playing hater So yeah, true. Diddy's the one Who really made it where, where you couldn't Criticize niggas Or everybody would Call you a hater That's mm. true So okay. if he's the Vanguard of the culture We in trouble God help us <laughs> God help us all <laughs> yeah, <man>. No <laughs> doubt
3: <laughs> Shout out Diddy Shout out Revolt Shout out Revolt, <laughs> revolt. We'll be down At the conference man Yeah we'll see you Diddy yeah. We'll see you in October man, man. I'm Let's, glad he did yeah. it Shout out Shout out More like, shout, like, shout, did, shout more out like Diddy.
1: gonna see us Yeah
3: <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> anyway, we'll be at Revolt <laughs> Three Kings Podcast, man. We'll yeah, be right. we'll be set up there, man. But you know what?
2: Even though through all those shit, Diddy always made quality music.
1: True. Yeah. Diddy always true. made
2: good sure. dance
3: music, good catchy music, trendy music, whatever. Right. Even true. his
2: like commercial hits were fucking. Uh, of course. Very quality. Yeah. yeah. All about the yeah, Benjamins, baby. True. Yeah.
1: true. True. It's true. All right. Yeah, So uh, that uh that concludes uh, today's episode of uh, Three Kings Podcast. So. Check us out at official3kingspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on uh, on Twitter at 3kingspodcast and on Facebook at official3kingspodcast. So, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Yeah. Peace. Cheers.
0: Yeah. Classic hip-hop shit. Dr. D.R.E. Rose and J. Let's get them. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfuckers, scream cheers. cheers, cheers. Motherfuckers, scream cheers. Yeah. and it is what it is.